Happy Monday, football fans. Hope it was a great week one for you. You have found Behind the Lines, part of the Lines podcast, presented by BetMGM. My name is Steven Andrus, managing editor at thelines.com, joined each and every Monday by Christian Cipollini, sports trader at BetMGM. On this show, we are going to look back at week one, see what were the biggest public wins, what were the biggest public losses, take a look ahead to Monday Night Football, and also give you the opening lines at BetMGM for week number two. I will also share an early bet I have locked into my own BetMGM account for week number two. Christian, how are you? How was week one for both you personally and the book? Uh, I'm great. It's great to uh, great to be back. Uh, okay, personally, but the book, the book did well, too. So uh, good, not great for the book this week. Yeah, I always feel kind of like awkward asking how you're doing because like <laughs> we're talking about the book and all the money they they probably made or lost one week. I'm like, let's not just let's just not talk about the book. How are you doing, man? Like, <laughs> it's not just about the money for God's sakes here. Football's <laughs> back. Couldn't couldn't be better. There we go. There we go. I love it. All right, so let's let's dig in here. The let's look at week number one and let's look at what were the biggest public wins in week number one. Where did the book get hit a little bit here? The book got hit very big on uh, Ravens Jets. We couldn't write a Jets ticket. Uh, we had 92% of our money line, 93% of our spread bets were all on the Ravens, and Jets weren't even close to covering. So not a chance for the book on that one. And that was our most bet-on game, actually, in the uh, early slate of games, too. So so not a good result there. And then the 4 o'clock window, uh, the best one for the book, the second best public win of the day was the Chiefs as well. Uh, we had about 70% of our money. 70 to 75 percent of our money on on the Chiefs spread and money line so another one where they ran away with it too it was never really never really close so those are the two bad ones for the book yeah bad combo there I think from the Chiefs game because that was I I believe a lot of sharp money early and a lot of public money late there to move that line because I think a few weeks ago that one was closer to three three and a half we're at six and a half at kickoff um yeah just just one-sided action there for sure on Kansas City and all the injuries on Arizona didn't make things any easier for you guys trying to get Arizona to come in there on the on the other side and then with the New York Jets I was actually impressed with how they moved the ball I mean they outgained uh Baltimore 378 to 274 now on a per play basis it was Baltimore 5.2 to New York Jets 4.8 and ultimately I think you know Joe Flacco's the quarterback and there's not much they can do so Um, but I, that leaves some question marks for me on defense for Baltimore moving forward here and whether or not this passing game can do anything because, hey, we're still looking at Lamar Jackson only having 213 passing yards in that game, and they didn't have the rushing to go with it. They only had 63 rushing yards as a team on 21 carries, so less than four yards per clip. Uh, we may be talking about this game a little bit later here in their next opponent in week two. We'll see. But on the flip side here, Christian, what were uh, the biggest public losses for week one? I'm guessing there was a decent amount here. Yeah, there wasn't. There was a couple that were big ones, but for the most part, it was just kind of little little wins for the book here and there. The, the okay. biggest one that we had for sure was uh, the Giants beating the Titans. Uh, we had about 87% of our money line bets, 75% of our spread bets were on the Titans there. So no one kind of saw that Giants win coming. Uh, except for the staff of the lines.com. If you're listening to our podcast, a bunch of us were on the Titans plus six, plus five and a half. Um, 
Brian Dable era is not the Joe Judge era. We've been bullish on them, and we've been very bearish on the Titans. So, um, hey, another reason for everybody to listen here. I know Eli Hershkovich, Mo Noir, and Nicole Russo were also on the Giants last week. So you can listen to us Mondays for the sportsbook perspective. And then on Tuesdays, Behind the Closing Line is a new show on both our podcast feed and also our YouTube channel to help you guys beat the closing line ahead of kickoff on Sunday. So uh, interesting nuggets there for sure. You're listening to the lines.com podcast network. Looking for the latest player props and the best betting odds from the top U.S. sports books all in one place. Then join us right here every day this season for free picks and best bets from the sports betting experts you can trust. Check out the lines.com NFL Megapod as Matt Brown, Steven Andrus, and Adam Candy break down every game for this weekend's football slate. Join the Coast to Coast podcast crew Mondays through Fridays as Nate Weitzer and Josh Lander bring you the best player props and game lines for Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NFL. And tune in to Beat the Closing Line twice a week as Nicole Russo, Mo Nawara, and Eli Hershkovich dive into NFL opening lines, plus special guests from the sports betting world. So subscribe, rate, and review to the Lines Podcast Network, the source you can trust to make you a better sports better. Let's run through now the the Monday night matchup here, Christian. Is there anything that could happen in this that will sway the result for week one for you guys? Probably won't sway it, but uh, we have 95% of our money on the Broncos. We can't write a Seahawks ticket, and I don't think we're going to up until kickoff. So I uh, hope it just slows down, and then maybe that Seahawks can just hang on and cover that six and a half. But I'm not too sure. Public isn't public doesn't think so. Yeah, I, I can't blame them. We've talked all offseason about how the Seahawks have one of the worst rosters, maybe the worst roster in the NFL, bottom five position units all up and down that roster. Um, I believe a lot of books have moved that from six and a half to seven as of today. There's it gone forever sticking at six and a half. I think you guys are, are you still at six and a half or are you at seven we're, as we record Monday we, morning? I think we're just moving it now to seven. Yeah. So there we go. A little bit of line movement finally in this first Monday night matchup, Russell Wilson going back to Seattle for his debut with the Denver Broncos. All right, let's look at week two here, Christian, the openers for week number two at BetMGM. And we will start with the Thursday night matchup, the best game on paper of this early season, in my opinion. Yeah, should be, should be a great one. Uh, Chargers at Chiefs. Uh, currently, we're at Chiefs minus three and a half. Totals 54 and a half. So that number has moved off the look-ahead line, I think um, we were mostly at, at a flat three on the look-ahead here. And with the Chiefs' impressive performance, also Keenan Allen likely missing this game with a hamstring injury. J.C. Jackson still highly questionable, the top corner for the Los Angeles Chargers. So thus the line movement, I think, there to three and a half for the Kansas City Chiefs as the home favorite. But... Uh, should be a really good one here, and and I'm very curious to see. I'm not sure I'm going to bet this game. I think this is just highly entertaining uh, in terms of a football game, but I am very curious to see the Chiefs against an actual defense because Arizona was just so injured and lost so much talent this offseason. They just didn't have any answer whatsoever for Patrick Mahomes. Let's see how they look against the Los Angeles Chargers who made a ton of investments on the defensive side, knowing they'd have to play Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs twice a year this year. 
Let's look at the early slate of week two games, the one o'clock Eastern time window here, Christian. And we'll start with the, the Jets and the Browns and then just kind of roll through there for us, the, the opening spreads for these games. Yeah, Jets at Browns, Browns minus six and a half, uh, and that totals 40 and a half. Then we have uh, Commanders at the Lions. Lions are one and a half point favorites currently, totals 48 and a half. Colts at Jaguars, Colts are four and a half point favorites on the road. Total 45 and a half. Bucks at Saints. Bucks are two and a half point favorites. Uh, totals 45 and a half. Panthers at Giants. Giants are two and a half point favorites currently with that total 42 and a half. And Patriots at Steelers. Patriots one and a half point road favorites. And that totals 40 and a half. And finally, the last one of our one o'clock slate uh, should learn a little bit about the Ravens here. Uh, Dolphins at Ravens. Uh, currently, the Ravens are three and a half point favorites with a total forty three and a half. I think that's the game I have my eye on here. Uh, if I was going to bet a game early this week, I think it will be the Miami Dolphins. I think there is growing respect for this Dolphins team in the market, and with I think there is a. Uh, admittedly, listen, like I I came on our Megapod on Friday. I was in agreement with Matt Brown, and Adam Candy that at that point I would never lay three and a half with a team that has Tua as their quarterback. But from what we saw in terms of the aggressiveness and the new offensive mindset of Mike McDaniel and having Jalen Waddle and having Tyreek Hill, if he's going to install kind of this Kyle Shanahan-esque offense where Tua is just asked to get rid of the ball and the scheme is allowing these speed receivers to get into the open field – and get a lot of yak, then uh, I am very curious to see if this new look Dolphins team can cover this three and a half. I will be interested in playing them, I think, throughout this season as underdogs, and I think this is going to be a spot where I add them to my betting card as well. Uh, because coming into the season, I was not as high on the Baltimore Ravens as I think a lot of people were in the market. I thought it was a bit aggressive to make them the favorite in the division. Now, I know Cincinnati's offensive line looked like crap again week one, but we'll see how that plays out over the course of the season. I do have concerns about Lamar Jackson as a passer, and that defense didn't quite gel in week one either. It's just one week. I'm not putting a ton into that. I'm trying not to overreact, but in cases where I do want to react appropriately from week one to week two are situations where you have new, innovative offensive minds and I think Mike McDaniel may fit into that situation let's move on to the late slate of games here Christian the four o'clock eastern time slate of games and the opening lines at BetMGM yeah Falcons at Rams uh, Rams are 10 and 10 point favorites total 47 and a half Seahawks at 49ers that line is currently at uh, eight and a half for the 49ers total 42 Bengals at Cowboys with Dak's injury now. Bengals are seven-point road favorites. Total 44.5. Texans at Broncos. Broncos are 10-point favorites. Total 43.5. Finally, last one of the 4 o'clock slate. Uh, Cardinals at Raiders. Raiders 3.5-point favorites. Total 51.5. I would maybe jump on that 49ers line if you want a teaser leg here, people. At 8.5, I think that's going to evaporate. We've already seen a couple of books move that outside teaser range to 9, 9.5. If you want to take the chance that Seattle looks good tonight and beats the Broncos handily and that line's going to move, go right ahead, be my guest. But I am very happy, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a Niners fan. I thought they really, you know, came up 
awfully short in that Chicago game. But as a handicapper of the NFL, when you have conditions like that at Soldier Field with how bad it was raining, and also with the fumbles that Debo Samuel had in that game, there are a lot of reasons to give the Niners another crack here, especially against a roster as bad as Seattle. So am I interested in laying more than a touchdown with Trey Lance as the quarterback? No, I am not. Am I interested in teasing it down through the seven and the three at home against a putrid Seattle roster? Yes, I am. Okay, primetime slate here. Not only the Sunday night game, Christian, but we have a week two Monday night double header, which should be fun. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Sunday night, Bears at Packers. Packers currently nine and a half point favorites, total 42 and a half. The first of the Monday night games is Titans at Bills. Bills are nine and a half point favorites and the total is 49 and a half. And then the later game of the Monday night, Vikings at Eagles. Eagles are two and a half point favorites and the total is 50 and a half. Final bet for me in the early week two uh, slate here is a teaser leg. I mentioned the 49ers as the first leg. The Vikings will be the second leg for me here. I was so incredibly impressed. We mentioned Mike McDaniel and the Dolphins and their new look offensive mindset and scheme. Man, Kevin O'Connell's Vikings offense looked great. Part of that was the Packers being idiots and not putting their high-priced corner Jair Alexander in shadow coverage and letting Justin Jefferson just run rampant all over the place. But that's a pretty strong Packers defense that they looked pretty good against. I think that the Eagles have some issues here on defense this year, and I'm going to talk more about it on the Friday Megapod. Uh, They have a ton of talent on defense, but we now have a growing sample size that their defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, doesn't quite know what to do with it against good offenses. Uh, So we'll we'll dive into that a little bit more on Friday, but that's my teaser leg here uh, for the early week two action. Vikings up to eight and a half, 49ers down to minus two and a half. Christian, as always, appreciate your insight from the book over at BetMGM. And thank you for listening, everybody. We will again be back tomorrow. Nicole, Moe, and Eli with Beat the Closing Line. Wednesday, I'll be on with Brett Gibbons for our college football podcast. Uh, We'll also have a Survivor uh, video here on YouTube with Matt Brown and myself earlier this week. And I'll give him uh, all kinds of uh, uh, rubbings and, and, and lickings for barely having New Orleans survive in his Circa contest this week. So we'll, we'll see about that. Barely getting the last second field goal with the Saints. Otherwise, he would have been eliminated two weeks in a row in week one. And then, of course, we'll have our Megapod on Friday to going through every single game of the week two slate. As always, for the best offers at BetMGM, be sure to check out the link in the description. Or you can go to thelines.com under the drop-down button. Hit BetMGM to find the best available bonus offer in your state if you're looking for a new account. For Christian, I'm Steven. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.